The imminent strengthening of the Social Value Act means that social value is likely to be a requirement rather than a consideration. Do you know how your organisation will respond? Hello and welcome to this podcast. I'm Lucinda Wood from PFH and I'll be asking Dr Adam Richards of Social Value UK what is social value and why should anyone care about it? What examples uh, have you got of organisations that do social value really well? Okay. I mean, there's lots of organisations out there, you know, social enterprises, housing associations, corporates and others who produce some really good social impact SROI reports. Um, Have a look at the website. They're all free to download. Please do have a look at them. Um, What I would say is there's probably fewer examples when we talk about what we really want of of great examples of organisations managing social value. So not just measuring it and reporting it, actually doing something with those results, seeing where there's opportunities to create more value. And often, by the way, without spending any more money. I think that's that's what a a key insight. You know, you can do more good stuff without spending money. And in some cases, reducing the amount of money you spend. Mm. Maybe you're doing things that don't create as much value as as you could do alternatively. Um, I mean, one organisation I always turn to, and it's an organisation I've been associated with for you know 15 years or so now is the furniture resource center group in liverpool frc group Mm -hmm. um they have you know a 17 18 year history of social reporting um and then when i joined them about as i say about 15 years ago um i joined them as a as a free resource or phd student as my university called me (laughs) um (laughs) And they are just a really great example of how to embed this or embed these ideas around social value and impact management. Um, and as I was sort of saying earlier, you know, the way to do that is to do it slowly. So after a number of years of reporting on their SROIs in their in their impact reports and having those results audited as well before they were published, they've now got to a situation where they don't really shout from the rooftop about their social return on investment. Their SROI is X to one. What they've done is sort of gone full circle, if you like, and they've really embedded it to the point where they don't need me as much, which is great. Um, it's no longer the job of, you know, the, the student, the uh, free resource, whatever you want to call me, uh, going in and doing this for them. What they now have is a system set up where team leaders, directors input information on a regular basis it's just part of what they do it's part of their kpis you know they input this information there's a system set up and i love talking about systems because what we're really talking about is you know a decent excel spreadsheet and maybe some questionnaires but making sure that somebody inputs the information and that's relayed up to team leaders who review it on a monthly basis it then goes up to a social value subcommittee of the board on a quarterly basis. So I do think they are one of the great examples out there of an organization managing their impacts, not just measuring them, because they've now got to the situation where they have social value budgets that sit alongside alongside their financial budgets. So, you know, with judgments made within it, they're, they're now able to say, look, this quarter we produced as much social value as we expected, or we didn't. And what's great is, you know, it's not a case of saying, well, person x you failed therefore you're out it's a case of saying well why didn't we create as much value did something happen out there that we we had no control over or 
is there something we could do better? Could we work with people in a more effective way? So, you know, a really great example. But this is, you know, it's it's not just limited to social enterprises. Housing associations, I think, in general, are making some really positive advancements. You know, you've only got to look at the work um, of, like, HACT, the Housing mm-hmm. Association Community Trust, who've done some great work around being able to value some of the changes. So I think there's some real, really positive developments, and, and I've had conversations with lots of housing associations and trained a number of them, and they're really getting to grips with this. And, you know, they're dealing with hundreds, thousands of people, and it's yeah. you know, really important yeah. stuff. Um, so they're doing some great work. They really are. And then, you know, going beyond organisations and talking about, you know, look at some of the local authorities that are doing some great work. You know, social value policies are springing up, if you like. Um, I was looking at one recently in Wales. There's some really good stuff happening there. But, you know, one of the best examples in terms of local authorities has to be the, you know, the Greater Manchester Combined Authority. You know, have a look at their social value policy. Have a look at how they've embedded it into their thinking and how it's really built into their commissioning and procurement frameworks. So some great stuff, you know, at organisational level, at local authority level, you know, and also got to be very, um, you know, great respect for the work of, say, the Welsh Government, you know, the Welsh wellbeing legislation um, that's been enacted. All of these are really good, well, in, case of, in the case of the sort of legislation, they're really good starting points. And then I think the housing associations, some of the local authorities and the enterprises, they've really got to grips with this on a practical level. So FRC, you know, they've looked at this and gone, well, what does that mean to us on the ground and, and made it real, mm. if you like. So taking some of that really well-intentioned rhetoric around considering social value and going beyond financial, this, that and the other, and actually said, well, look, what we're talking about is we change 15 people's lives through our training programme. What's the social value created for that? And how can we do more of it? So, yeah, you know, I come full circle and say, look, it's about being fit for purpose, doing what works for you as an organisation. And, be, you know, we're all on a journey. If you're at the beginning of that journey, I probably would disagree and say you're doing more of this than you realise. You're just maybe not calling it social mm, value. Yeah. I think you've got to look mm. out there for the support that's available. Join us, you know, in this journey. You know, you've got two organisations here, Social Value UK and PFH, who are really trying to support people going forwards with this. You know, as an organisation, we don't want to own any of this. We're not proprietary about the methodology. We're a social enterprise ourselves, a registered charity. We want others to be doing this for themselves. So, you know, make no sort of... uh, Not embarrassed to say, have a look at our website, see what resources we have on there. Have a look at PFH and the support that both of our organisations can provide and if it's things like, you know, further training, then come and talk to us. Okay. Thanks very much, Adam. Thank, Thank you, you very much. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you.